Fraser. My name is Mark, and we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to... Welcome to Geek of the Week. You're on issue 29 with your regular host, Fraser Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. Now, we saved it last week. Deliberately. Deliberately. We didn't want to spoil the end game. You know, we followed the hashtags. But this week is going to be a spoiler-filled show of Avengers Endgame. Yeah, and it's a special. We're mostly going to be talking about Mostly Endgame. Endgame. If we have time as well, we're going to touch upon um, Free Comic Book Day with Paul Pass. We're going to do a little preview. Yeah. Um, we might not get to talk about most of it, so I'm going to get some most of it out of the way. So basically for the month of May, we're teaming up with uh, Travelling Man, um, a local comic book store in Manchester, and we're going to try and get through as much of the free comic books in the month of May on Polar Pass as we can. Yeah, Travelling well, Man have done us a massive solid. We, we spoke to them last week, and they're basically going to give us a copy of all the... Uh, Free comic book st- day titles they're going to get, which is, is incredibly generous of them. Yeah. Because I don't know if people know, but comic books, do, comic shops do actually have to pay for the free comic books that they give yeah. out for free. It's it's ultimately a marketing tool, but they if you go and, if you go to a comic book shop on free comic book day and you just get the free comic books, they are making a loss because they do have to pay for the free comic books. Exactly. We can get more into that uh, with the preview. Hopefully, we get time. Yeah, we're going to gonna do that as like to the do third that. But just show. so you know, um, if you're listening live today, it's free comic book day. If you're listening on anything else, yeah, you missed out on free comic book day. When when what we finish doing? at twelve, go to your local comic book shop and yeah. get some free comics. Get them to play this in your, in the comic book store. Why not? Yeah, tell them about us as well. Innit? But yeah. So yeah, the main part of this is going to be Avengers. So. Let's get started with Revenues. There's no such word as Revenues. Uh. I need photos of Spider Man. So, you know what the sounds of J. Jonah Jameson. It's time for the news on Geek of the Week. And yes, it is the return of Revenues, no Review, words. News, Combos, all together. We're, we're Mark, actually splitting this part into two. So, well, the way this is going to work is the first part is going to be sort of non-spoilers, talk about Avengers Endgame, more news sort of based. We're going to yeah. break it. We're going to break up with a nice little song, um, a few ads, and then once we get back, we'll be getting full, fully into the spoilers, all the story points that can't, we enjoyed. Can't warn you enough about this. First, first, first chat, non-spoilers. Yeah. Music. Second chat, massive amount of spoilers. I will be amazed if you've not seen Avengers Endgame yet. But if you're holding out for something special, I don't know. You want to see it with as someone who's abroad, or you know, there's some, there's a reason why. I want to know your reason for waiting yeah, this long true. on Endgame. Uh, How so many times let, have you seen it now? So let us know. Um, by the time this goes out, free. Yeah, I've seen it twice. That's um, that's probably about fifty times less than I wanted to. I know. <laughs> we, we've we've been seeing it together once, but oh, you, you've, you've hounded me. Well, I've been. Well, I've got a. I've got a broken jaw. I'm not a well man. Uh-huh. And every day was like, do you want to go and see Endgame? I was like, no, I'm in bed. Do you want to go and see Endgame? No, I'm in bed. And then yeah. I finally went to see Endgame game with him today. Hey, don't worry, I've been asking everyone. 
Sorry, and by the way, if I am a bit lispy today, it, uh, my, my, funnily enough, a broken jaw doesn't heal in a week. I'm feeling much better, though, and mm. I, I'm, I'm so excited to talk about Endgame, because I wanted to talk about it last week, but you hadn't seen it. Yeah, you need to do some, um, you need those Infinity Stones to help you with your jaw somehow. I don't know how they could do it. They could work out a way. That would be a rubbish way to use the Infinity Gauntlet. All you do is heal a small injury. I just yeah. Heal Surely the, you would heal the whole, heal the world's the world. injury. Yeah, heal the world. That's a nice way to use uh, the infinity gauntlet. Now, if yeah, you healed the world. You'd make it a better place. Exactly for That's you a, and, and for me and, and the entire yeah. human race. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> we, we just needed Michael Jackson with the infinity gauntlet. Imagine with his glove that he had. Bam, bam, bam. There we go. Yeah. But anyway, let's talk. Well, yeah, we're talking Avengers Endgame. You're probably all s- screaming at the whatever device you're listening to. Going, Just talk about Endgame. And first off, I did want to talk about... Uh, Mark talked a bit last week about his experience watching Endgame. I actually went to see... and The reason why I didn't see Endgame when it came out was because um, I was saving it. I was seeing it with some of my uni friends at BFI, which is British Film Industry... 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 Um, it's this big IMAX screen. They literally have one screen. It's huge in London. It's on Charlie Chaplin Road, uh, which I was amazed to find out that he had his own road in London. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool and it's respectful to um, to him as an artist. I bet that was pretty special, right? Yeah, so this is like a huge, like, literally, if you don't know about this place, Google it. It's absolutely mahoosive. Like, you sit and you just... It's so much to take in, just everything around you, and it was, it was a true spectacle. And I think what added to this was every trailer that was on there added to that moment. Like they start with Far From Home, everyone knows who, how I am with Spider Man. I was weeping already. I was getting the goosebumps. I was like, oh my goodness, this is exceptional. You're adorable. Watched that, and then um, Godzilla Two, which I didn't, I hadn't really seen the trailer because I like I'm not super into like everyone has their sort of like misses and stuff like that. I'm not super into them. I will watch them. Um, I will watch them when they come out, um, like sort of things. I, if I someone, love Godzilla. If um, someone wants to take me there. I'm very excited about Godzilla, mainly because my favourite Godzilla baddie's in it, because uh, Ghidorah is my absolute... Oh, I can't wait. And then, But it was great. Again, the the, the, the trailers were wonderful. For yeah. the, the two screenings I've seen, all the trailers were trailers I want. And then I the, really want to then see. There was the Dark Phoenix one as well, which was like, ah, oh, okay. But we, um, me and my friends all had fun at the line. We all screamed it out loud. I don't know what to I do. I don't know what to do. And when, when, when we, we just all, saw it, we ordered it in they sync. cut that from the trailer? Well, there's two different trailers. I think uh, the trailer's okay. a different one, which uh, I was okay. good about. Um, because and we'd it, have done the same. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. I don't know what to do. And then they finished They finished with the Rise of Skywalker trailer and nice. seeing that in IMAX, oh my goodness, I was a wreck. This was Was incredible. it 3D? Yeah, 3D yeah. IMAX. It was exceptional. So, uh, and then obviously Endgame just started and seeing it in this, A, just seeing it in IMAX 3D, but seeing it in this huge screen, like mm. just some of the spectacle scenes, again, we don't want to get into spoilers, but just imagine those epic scenes that we see in Endgame and then just seeing them on another screen was just on another level. So I've seen... I've seen it in 2D and 3D now, and the the so I saw the 2D Star Wars trailer, and then I saw the 3D Star Wars trailer. Oh, the 3D looked so good! Yeah, it's, it looked so good. It's class, isn't it? That's what I mean. I think the 3D sort of adds that because it was interesting when we wa- when we just watched it. Now, literally, we've just come from a screen. We have. We've just come the from show. the cinema to come and, and um, then record the show. When we saw the yeah, when we saw the 3D, like that was the only 3D trailer. I feel like the rest weren't because yeah. you asked and I went, I don't know. And there, there is that thing sometimes you don't really take in 3D, but that was a moment where we did take in 3D, um, for sure. Now, 
let's talk about the stuff. I want to talk about um, the don't spoil Endgame sort of like campaign that, that was campaign going around. Brilliant. The um, hashtags like ha- uh, Thanos demands your silence. Like he said, it, it, it was a similar hashtag for Infinity War. There was all the pictures going around social I've media. Seen, I I. Spoiler is an, a part of modern life, and it, if it's UFC, if it's wrestling, if it's anything you haven't watched live, nine times out of ten I end up being spoilt. But everyone seems to have respected yeah, exactly. the no-spoiler campaign. I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, I enjoyed that film, it was amazing, you should go and see it. That's you, not thought, a spoiler, that's a were, recommendation. I thought you were going to say spoiler then. No, like, no, but that's I mean, what I mean. I but a lot of people have said that, and I, I said this last week. I saw it on the Thursday afternoon, and it felt like the world had seen, seen it on it the midnight then. launch. Yeah, yeah. I will admit as well, I was I was in that kind of thing of like, I don't want to. I, don't, I think I said to you, I don't even want to know if you liked it or enjoyed it. I just yeah, you were really stroppy yeah. and grumpy, and I was like, well, you should have seen it with me then. Well, you? not really stroppy, just sort of like it's that. Like I mentioned it last week, it's that Sheldon Cooper thing. It's like when he goes, uh, oh, this will blow your socks off. Well, now my socks are already going to be blown off or whatever. Yeah, and that I think everyone. Or at least everyone I know has absolutely respected Don't Spoil the Engine. Yeah. And that's brilliant. There has been some horrible reports of, like, just really Richard heads, like, walking into screenings and shouting spoilers. Really? Like, screening yeah, yeah. And then, like, if you go that, on, like... That's not if, nice. If you go on social media as well, sometimes there are some areas that you do have to avoid. I've heard, like, Tumblr's a really bad bed for that. But luckily, I just post our stuff on there and then I leave Tumblr and don't really touch it. Tumblr. So luckily I wasn't... Um, spoiled there. I'm trying to think where else were big spoilers. I mean, there's stuff going around now which I always enjoy. There's these somewhere where someone got duffed up for spoiling stuff outside the the cinema, and I'm like, yeah. Well, you shouldn't you have got beaten. It, yeah. No, I don't think you deserved it. No one deserves to be hit. Trust me. Yeah. With 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 my broken jaw, I wouldn't wish that. I wouldn't wish this on anybody, even if they spoil Endgame. I, I, no one deserves to be beaten up for anything. But beating up just like it's not a very nice thing to do, and a slap on the wrist. A sla- <sighs> yeah, I get maybe, but you know what I mean. I don't think I, it's not cool that someone got beat up for anything ever. But it was also not cool spoiling Endgame outside of cinema. Yeah, exactly. You know, do, you, do do we need to get security guards to escort you out the building or something? Yeah, there's there has been moments as well. Like I remember Infinity War. I was like with my friends and they were talking about stuff, and I literally had to put my hands around them. I was like, "Dudes, we are literally we were in a Tesco opposite a cinema. People are probably buying snacks to go watch the film. Don't mm. like wait until we're in the car or wait until." And it's just finding that. And it, sometimes it is just people just that excited. Like we were scared when we were in BFI. Because there's literally one entrance and one exit, and people are coming out of the screen, and we're like, ah, oh, we can't listen to what anyone is saying. I'm just like, yeah, well, Pete's like, sometimes there needs to be that. It's almost like a decorum, sort of like a respect value, sort of like, wait I until agree. you're in your. But, you know, not everyone's going to have that, and, you know, it's fair enough. I do like seeing on social media, especially after seeing it now, so I don't feel too bad. It's like, um, it's like photos, spoilers without context. So it'd be like photos of stairs for the Hulk thing and like yeah and stuff like that. Oops, sorry, that was nearly a spoiler. Um, but stuff like that's really uh, exciting. Another thing to touch upon: um, there are a few others. Don't don't you worry if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame. But again, if you haven't, what are you doing? You, sh- you should see it. Um, you should see it soon. This is the Russo brothers' last outing. So they they started with, they started this beautiful journey with Winter Soldier. Some people argue the MCU's best film. Civil War, which was an epic, probably my favourite. 
Infinity War and now ending it with Endgame. Like, what an exceptional I, run. And I don't think they this do is it. necessarily a bad thing. Good There's been in- a lot of people quite, quite sad and up in arms about it. But, like... I'm a massive Doctor Who fan, and you have writer runs on that. You you have writer runs on comic books themselves. And, you know, yes, Josh Whedon's run on X-Men is exceptional, but it's exceptional because he wrote he the story stopped, he wanted yeah. to write, and he finished. Similarly, um, you don't really want people to... Speaking of Josh Whedon as well, mm. you don't want people to burn out. Like, he definitely burnt out by the second Avengers movie, and you didn't get an as-good Avengers movie. And, um, and they're the passing the torch. There ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that. The stuff with John Favreau as well. Like John Favreau did an incredible job with Iron Man One, and then did Iron Man Two, and it wasn't as, you know. I mean, he was rushed for time as well on that um, particular project. But yeah, you just got to, you know, I, I let people got take their time. To worry about no, and like if you look at all the incredible directors who have stepped up for other um, projects, you know, we've got there's loads of people out there, and loads of people want to do these films now, and it's. Yeah, and I just um, better look with the Russo brothers as well because they're working on um, they're working on a comic book property. I think it's brilliant. Oh, it's got Deadly Class. They're working on that on Netflix. Um, so they've got that to look forward to and stuff like that. And they deserve it. They deserve a pat on the back because it's been epic. Um, and it's one of them. As long as like Kevin Feige or like there's someone at Marvel. Um, Marvel's a sort of a team. I've always yeah. sort of found like you'll the, always the look at sexuality exec- has been great throughout yeah. the, the ten years of the films. Everybody's stuff has meshed so perfectly yeah. to culminate in Endgame. And again, that's not a spoiler. Yeah, and everyone should, knows that yeah, this was what everything was leading to. Yeah, if you have a look at the executive producers on well any Marvel movie, but especially this one. Um, it's all of the directors and stuff like that. And it is a team effort. You see, with that ten year photo, it took a while back. That. And also as well, like the writers McFeely and um, oh, I feel bad for forgetting the other one, McKay. Oh, it's McKay and McFeely, I think. Mm. Oh no, just Feely, Feely McKay. That sounds about right. Um, <laughs> but them too, they've wrote um, a lot of the different Marvel stuff. So it's again, it's that sort of team dynamic, and yeah, just it's a good, good, good way to swing out. Nice little home run, uh, do I have to say? Now, the final thing we're going to touch upon before we go into spoilers, um, don't worry, we're going to play some music so yeah, you are we'll a bit... A, we'll take a, music, we'll take a musical a bit, interlude. You're a bit queued up. And the music, to be fair, is... The music can be non-spoilers as well, and it can be another topic. Why not? We're going to talk about the box office of mm. uh, Avengers Endgame because it's absolutely been killing it. Just to um, not surprise, set, though. set some of it, it beat Star Wars opening record. Um, that was for The Force Awakens. It made a billion on its opening weekend and that's a first for any film and it's already passed Avatar in China so it's looking like it's on its way up it's you know it's knocking down its predecessors and the hope for me anyway is that it's finally the film to knock Avatar off the top of the um, top grossing film of all time because Avatar's just meh well it cost a lot more than Avatar did, so it's got a lot, to, lot more money to cover before it becomes the top-grossing film. But yeah, I, I, I can see no reason why this won't. The, um, uh, no, so they don't with that um, sort of record. They don't, don't sort of um, associate. It's not profit. It's just what it's made overall. Oh, then it'll do it. And, it'll do it and the thing is, as well with um, with Endgame and Infinity War, is they had a budget for both. They put the budget. 
one set budget for both films because they sort of filmed most of it back to back. I think yeah. it was like one billion they had. Uh, the, it was a ridiculous amount of an in, well, incredible amount of money. I mean, look at but the wage they, bill. But they've definitely made it up. Um, they made it, to be fair they made it up in Infinity War so Endgame is just all profit and when you look oh, at this level of profit that. yeah when you look at this level of profit it's like a lot but yeah spe- so let's speculate a bit do you reckon it's going to beat Avatar? I think so see I hope I so because so. for the longest time like my hopes were in Force Awakens and Force Awakens I had this little dip but if you're making one billion on an opening weekend you literally just got to like match that for a couple of yeah it just to yeah. me it's like it's just wonderful that something that i was considered to be the weird kid the nerdy kid that the, the kid that got spat on at the stair down the stairs at school i i was a social, I, I, I was i wasn't cool at school and this 30 years on is cool is my thing and it is cool and the world loves it that's what and I mean. It's I'm just the... so smug about it. I was reading Marvel comics when it was not cool, yeah. and look at look at it now. We're we're, we're we're gonna have Marvel films forever. Do you reckon? So okay, that's interesting to say. Do you reckon there's gonna be? So do you reckon there's gonna be Marvel films forever? Because this does seem like it seems like a good cap for some people to be like, ah, oh, I don't need to watch Marvel anymore, or it. Maybe it seems like maybe they might take a rest for a bit. This might have to go into more spoilers because it does relate sort we'll of more to the story. We'll talk about it after we play some music then if you think it's going to be spoilers. Um, potent- potentially. But we might, yeah, we might go back to it. But yeah, I think it's, it's, interest- it's interesting where the future leads with um, Marvel from this. And it, it, it's cool, like you say, because if you just look at the top grossing films recently and just overall... It is. It's your Star Wars. It's your Avengers stuff mm. that doesn't that, like you say, thirty years ago wouldn't have seen to be cool, and now sort of is cool. And yep. you've seen it more. Like I work in a lot of schools, and you've seen a lot of Avengers and a lot of um, Star Wars stuff. So it's great being a geek for me because you know these kids, these kids be like, "Oh, you're a geek too. That's awesome." And it also yeah. means a lot of work for me. I get to be a Jedi. I get to be dressed up as Spider Man. It's, it's living the dream, <laughs> mate. Yeah, it is the dream. Fraser, before we go to the musical break, I need to ask you a very, very important question. Yeah. Did you go for a wee? I didn't because <laughs> all the liquids were coming out of another part of my body. And I'm don't, sorry? Don't be disgusting. It was my eyes. I was so dehydrated. Ah, okay. I was just crying all the time, which was not great with IMAX 3D glasses because they kept fogging up. And I was like, oh, my goodness, stop it. Mm. And I had to take them off. And man, I was such an emotional wreck. But no spoilers to why. So, yeah. The warning's over. We're in the spoiler territory here. We're in the end game of this we, uh, this review. So, um, if you haven't if seen you the have, end game... If you haven't, what A, what are you doing? B, we've warned you enough, so I'm sorry. <laughs> like, we played you a two-minute song to to warn you so now we're going to talk about it oh my goodness everyone dies no i'm joking so they know that at the end of the last last film well everyone comes back Woo! that is a spoiler (laughs) not everyone comes back so well the ones that got snapped did so just to sort of go i've been listening to a lot of um a lot of reviews of this just to sort of like because it's three hours of film and it's I a haven't really it's a lot to talk about i've only been listening to it just for my dyslexic brain just to sort of make sh- you know sort of like almost a structure to it and just sort of like 
layering it out and just making sure that it's not because that whole thing of when I went to see it straight away when I was talking with my friends we're literally from bouncing point to point to point to point and there's just there's that just was my so, plan there's yeah. just so much to talk about but I feel like it's better if it's in a controlled environment because if we are bouncing from point to point so I feel like some points either get undercut or under missed and there are points that I really interested well, to talk about. Well, before you start then, can I just very quickly talk about the 3D and non-3D because you've only seen it in 3D so far. Yeah, sure. I mean, the second time I couldn't even notice it was 3D. Well, for me, um, I was like, about a third of the way through watching it 3D because I watched it 2D the first time. I was like, didn't really add much to this. And then I was like, oh, oh, well, wow. Um, then when Scarlet Widow, Scarlet Widow, uh, no, Black Widow and, um, and, and Hawkeye go to get the soul stone the, the the scenery for that when she died when it did the big pan back and you saw all the stuff and the, the uh, i was like yeah yeah that was pretty yeah I so think there you... were a few pieces of th- 3d stuff that was absolutely phenomenal but really it didn't benefit that much i 3d i think what it is is because you sort of done an upgrade from 2d to 3d and i've done a downgrade from imax 3d to 3d if that makes sense a mm. lot a lot of this as well would have been filmed for specifically for imax a lot of like the big yeah. hollywood films have started doing that now so i think there is that there is that element to it and you know what i'm pretty happy that i saw it in imax 3d because it's an epic and it's one of those things like you know back in way 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 back in the day you know you'd go to a cinema to see an epic or you know these three hour films and it's yeah. safe I, I feel safe in saying this is an epic like you know the Certain Ben Hurst and all that for it. and, and if, epics like this do benefit from and especially if it's like, like it, I'm not gonna lie it did cost me quite a bit and I'm a broken man uh, a broken boy uh, financially but I'm a happy broken um, boy financially you can't take because, it with you because of it and you might get um, snaps tomorrow exactly you never know it might fade away and then five years later pop up that is also now my excuse for whenever someone says I look young I was like ah oh, it's part of the snapping and you know I was snapped away for five years uh, and let's just let's talk about that first off before I go into this just the literally it's just going to be this part of that where it said the longest of pauses with five I was like months minutes years what and then it's years later and you just oh my was, goodness the whole the dramatic, cinema went the <gasps> gasp yeah yeah everybody gasped and no one was expecting that exactly and, and the, the 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 trailer was not the first few minutes of the film because those suits were when they went time traveling exactly. about an hour or so in but nobody clocked that because nobody predicts there was going to be a five-year gap i know it's absolutely it was it was it was there's a lot of stuff not to predict and in fact your heart missed a beat this is how we are going to start so we're going to go character by character wow and it's almost sort of in it's it started off it, i was going to do this in appearance so like when they appear and stuff like that but for me it's just i've just put like main uh, character points for these characters and then some of them that's not how my notes some, are at all so. some of them managed to have like nice little cool segues so we do start with hawkeye and i think it's a it's a really emotional start with his family you know we it was deve- hawkeye's character was developed in age of ultron with that you know sort of learning about the barn and sort of his family and stuff like that and some people didn't like that some people i really enjoyed getting to know that character more because he did sort of get um you know less of it in the first avengers film because you know he was 
you know, got his mind controlled and stuff like that. So seeing more of that and seeing him with his family and just the emotional heartbreak of him going to get the bows and stuff like that and then fading away and it's... Uh, yeah. Man. It was a beautiful way to start it because he... Even though, obviously, he wasn't an everyman, and then later on in the film, he's not an everyman. At that point, he was just an everyman with exactly. his family having a barbecue and teaching his, his daughter how, how to shoot to an do. arrow. And we see his tag as well, so we know that he's under, like, house arrest. And, oh, man, it was just... It, it, and it connected the previous film very well, I think, like, we've had... Yeah, and like, like Ant-Man did as well. Well, the... Ant-Man and Captain Marvel have been really good because they, literally, their end credit scenes have connected the films perfectly um, to Endgame and Infinite War, and this did the exact same thing, of yep. being like, this is, you know, the snapping and happened, this is its rippling effect throughout the films, and it was a, it was a yeah, it was a really good way um, to start it. And what it sort of made, you know, it was that sort of started Hawkeye's journey in this film. And this is why I wanted to go character by character, because each character gets their own sort of story arc throughout this. Mm. And it is, uh, it's that thing of, it's 22 films all, like, finishing in one last spot, all woven together. And there's references to um, all the other 21 films Again, like Infinity War, the... I was concerned by the the amount of screen time and the amount of w- w- each character getting something juicy, and they absolutely did. Everything, every character was on point and fitted in their personal story, and everything was great. Every, every character shone, which was the same in Infinity War, and that's brilliant considering absolutely brilliant. Consi- yeah it's a, considering that it's an incredible task to just undertake and yeah so let's talk about ronin because that scene in japan in tokyo that's a fif- that's a preview for a 15 or 18 rated ronin movie if yeah, i ever saw one badass. that was brutal and that would be so cool that there's no reason why they can't go back in time totally, exactly. and have like a ronin film maybe even for the disney thing cuz that's the thing as well like so we're at 2023 now in the timeline. We've got five years of stories, which you can tell. And, you know, until... T- like, they can... This is this is where I was going to talk about it in non-spoilers, but I'm glad we're sort of saving it for spoilers. Yeah. They've got five years... Well, you've got four years now until 2023. Of real time, by the way, just so yeah, we're not yeah, getting yeah. confused. So your films for now can either be something not related to Avengers, so like your Eternals and stuff like that. You can talk about maybe doing, you know, Black Panthers and stuff. Maybe stuff either before Infinity War or just sort of like. Well, we still don't now. know if Spider Man is before or after Infinity War. Well, I suspect it will be after. Don't worry, we've got a whole Far From Home. I've yeah, left yeah, a Far yeah. From Home discussion thing just at the end because okay. there's a lot of juicy bits um, for that. But yeah, we have got this time period, and again, like. We'll talk about Guardians later when we're talking about four, um, but you know there is that time period of like we can see stuff in between, and it would be cool to see you know these characters that survived the snapping and seeing that five years. It might not happen, but yeah, like you say, Disney that Disney Plus would be a good place to see a Ronin thing. Maybe Netflix if they still had a good deal, but we'll see. I can see them experimenting with fifteens and eighteens with that, but yeah, that Ronin. That Ronin scene was just like, it reminded me a bit of like John Wick and stuff like that. And well, those sort of samurai movies and like you kill Wills and stuff. And it was was cool. It was brutal for like, I think it's a 12A. It might not be. It was brutal, but it wasn't particularly graphic. It was what he did, but there was no gore. Yeah, you didn't see it, which I think helped. But like, 
he like pushed down like it was important for the character development and they did it they did it in a very brutal but family well not family friendly but it was very brutal but it wasn't too much it wasn't too graphic yeah it wasn't like hellboy like we talked about last week and I think that, again, his sort of, like, journey with Ronan, and then when he finally gets found... Fa- like, like, it's a beautiful scene with Black Widow and um, War Machine where it's like, you don't want to... Fa- like, they don't want to find him. Like, the amount of stuff he's turned into. And it's that thing with Black Widow, like, Hawkeye was always there for... Was there for Black Widow, even though she's got, you know... Oh, I've got blood in my... The red pages in the thing or whatever, the red level. Red level, I think it's called. Yeah. Where it's, like, blood in her past and stuff like that. Now Ronan's sort of got that, and it's that mirror thing of, like, Black Widow trusting, trusting him. And when he does come back, there's that... He's the one who goes back in time, and he just shouts out for his daughter... And then he comes back in time and then she goes, yeah, dad. And it's like, oh, again with the emotional feels. Yeah, yeah. And those emotional feels lead on to the big part of Hawkeye's story. I mentioned it briefly there just with Black Widow and that battle. And you knew as soon as, because we knew from the last film, you need a sacrifice. Yeah. But as soon as those two went off, I was like, oh, one of them two's going to go and it's probably going to be Black Widow. But the... The way the two of them were just like, no, it and it needs to be me, and the other one's like, no, you need to yeah, be. I was... want to do it for you, and I thought that was beautiful as well because it was. It shows um, a true friendship, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And the, the journey them two have been through. Because let's face it, in this team of Avengers, everyone's like Iron Man's got his suit, Cap's got the Super Soldier Serum, Hulk's you know got his gamma radiation and stuff like that. These two are the human characters in there. And for some t- sometimes people are like, oh, why are these two Avengers? It's just like, oh, they're the weak ones for Avengers. And I think it's just a, it's just an example of what, how good they are that these the, two humans can stand with the, strength the Avengers. Of their characters are more important than the abilities they have. But that I think does the ability- lead to a criticism that I actually have, which I'll talk about in a minute. But um, that I think that this film very much benefited from their friendship and it was it was Again, as emotional as when when thanos got rid you know killed gamora exactly yeah and it's again in a different it, way it is it's that build-up in it as well of like it's yeah of the previous 22 films and that's a nice little segue to go on to black widow and just like the avengers representing her family and like her whole purpose being was those you know, those five years was bringing the other people back. And she sort of became a leader in this, which I really enjoyed. She was sort of like, she was the head of like the task force bringing people in. Which was kind of a nice little nod to some of the comics in the 90s where she was in charge of the Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was cool to see that. And, you know, that was her, that was her purpose in this film. She was Mm. that, you know, she was the sacrifice. She was sort of, you know, the hero in this. And again, just touching upon the points of family, it's like Red School knowing her father and and then Hawkeye being like, or Ronan, um, Clint being just saying, oh, just because he knows our parents doesn't mean anything. And she, she goes, yeah, but I didn't know my parents. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's when you know it was like, damn. And she never will now. And there's, <laughs> Wow. Well, that was, that's part. That's part of the oh, tragedy, yeah. right? Yeah, that wasn't me being bleak. I know well, it, it was me. Being I know bleak, it, it just it just hit me. Um, think, but now, that's, uh, that just adds to the tragedy, you know. This is a smooth segue, but it's also calls for a bit of speculation. And I'm as, I'm guessing that there's three hours of film. They had to cut some stuff. So you remember when Thanos snapped his fingers, 
everyone disappeared and stuff like that. And then he yeah. went to what people are saying, the soul world. He entered like the soul, um, soul stone. And he had that scene with Gamora and Gamora was like, um, did you do it? How much did it cost? Mm. And stuff like that. People are speculating. Hulk did a snap so that potentially there's a deleted scene. He mentions how he tried to bring Black Widow back. Yeah. Potentially there's a deleted scene where Hulk, when he snaps his fingers, and you can say the same with Iron Man when he snaps his fingers, that they perhaps have a scene with Black Widow that maybe was filmed but didn't have time for, you know, to make it into it. The extras. DVD extras, and that would be an incredible scene. It's in my head canon. In my head canon, when Hulk snapped his fingers, he had a final moment with Natasha, and so did um, Iron Man. Hulk to be like, we have the stones, we brought everyone back, and then Iron Man's to be like, we beat Thanos. And it, it would be a nice little, you know, you did it, Nat, and it was worth it. And it's, it is sort of hinted at, because Scarlet Witch does say, Oh, they knew. They knew. They knew that we won. They both knew, and so that was just me. Sort of. There's always stuff like that. You know where you can sort of lead in and go. Well, the film says this, so I'm going to put it in my head canon that it does work that way. Head canon. I like that term. It's a good one, isn't it? So yeah, let's talk about um, Hulk or Professor Hulk. Joe fix it. They did this in the films. We got a mix. We got a mix of Banner and Hulk. I think oh, it was nice. Uh, I think, there um, was cheers when um, people like. I never thought people would cheer for that, but there was cheers when we uh, when we first watched it. I did. Th- I did think that when they did that, that was the end of the Hulk's journey, and he was going to die. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I really thought that you know him actually coming to terms with who he is and who he um, his good his Jekyll and his Hyde. Yeah, and I, I thought that 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 he was going to die and when he did the snap I thought it was going to kill him fitting end yeah Yeah, Um, I'll be interested to see where he goes from here and if he does yeah he he may retire we don't know do we exactly I I, 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 the the film wasn't about his change and again that's something that could be looked at and his journey you could have a limited series on the Disney thing there's so much for these five years there's so much potential for some really interesting Interesting side stories yeah yeah exactly and that's the thing that's leading from comics as well and you know comics will always have Mm. that big storyline and then they'll have like say if you have your Civil War they'll have like a Hulk Civil War well they won't have Hulk Civil War because he wasn't he was doing his own thing he was doing World War Hulk and Planet Hulk you'd have like your Spider-Man's version of um, Civil War and stuff like that so they can do that and they can do that on the Disney Plus streaming service which would be really cool yeah talking about the Disney Plus streaming service wasn't there supposed to be a Black Widow series are they going to do that no Black Widow's going to have her own film which she did yeah but they can do it before like prequels and stuff like that and they can do more I think that her being dead leads her more having her own film if that makes sense because like you know she's finished her arc you can see where it begins and there's always that interest like what happened in Budapest? Because Hawkeye and Black Widow are always talking about, oh... Yeah, that'd be this, cool. They even referenced in this, this is nothing like Budapest. They're going from Budapest, which is a beautiful European city, to space. Quite. Bit of a difference, isn't there? And there's also, um, just going back onto Disney... Don't worry, we'll go back to the Hulk. Disney Plus service is... Um, Loki disappeared. Also with, dead. Loki disappeared with the uh, He's Tesseract. He's dead as well. Yeah, yeah. Loki disappeared with the Tesseract as well, so that's that an, could be that. That's it? an alternative universe where apparently he is jumping through space and time, so he's making a lot of alternative uh, timelines. Very briefly, talking about the permadeads, I wasn't surprised by them. Um, Vision was killed for the stone, yeah, and Gamora was killed so for she, the stone. That Gamora is permadead, but 
timey-wimey Gamora isn't, but I, I don't feel cheated by that for some reason. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And we're gonna um, t- we'll touch upon that as well, we're, again, with Thor and the Asgardians of the so Galaxy and Guardians we, of the Galaxy 3. We knew exactly. the vast majority of the Snapped people would come back, if not all of them, and they, and they did. Yeah. But um, the Permadeads from Infinity War, none of them were a surprise, and I think... It, yeah, I think that was the only obvious thing it was good. going and, into it. The, o- it. the only thing that people predicted correctly. It offered good moments as well. Like There's the moment with Peter Quill when he finally sees Gamora and it's not his Gamora, he gets hit in the nutsack. That's pretty funny and it's mm, a be- mm. nice, beautiful moment. Um, I bet some fans were cheering at that because you know there's a bit of hate for him because he messed up the universe in Infinity War. It was but, his fault. But he was angry, you know. He's human after all. Um, so I can respect that as a character flaw. And also, we got Scarlet Witch. Oh, my goodness. When Scarlet Witch saw Thanos, I was like, mate, Thanos, you in trouble. You, you, and you, you actually said that in the cinema, that, sat next to me. That beautiful... Oh, idiot. <laughs> so, this is a beautiful moment where she, like, blocks his weapon, and there's this smile on her face. Yeah, and he I literally, He literally has to go, like, ah, oh, quick, everyone. And he literally gets all his ships just to shoot at her just because he is that scared. And I was but like, that, mate, Thanos. But that smile, that glee, that kind of... Yeah. I can beat you face was a face we'd seen on Thanos a number of times before. Exactly. And so that was a nice little twist. It was a twist. nice little twist. And it was cool seeing Thanos not with the Infinity Gauntlet as well because he wasn't, you know... He was still badass. He was still badass. And, like, yeah, it was it was nice. Um, they didn't just go, oh, no, he's only good because of the Infinity Gauntlet. But it was also good to see, like, other characters be like, yeah, you think you're powerful? Nah, mate. Nah. So, yeah, let's go back to... Um, Let's go back to Hulk because I want to touch upon a funny moment. Um, obviously, in Endgame, the big thing was them going back in time. They didn't. They didn't have the song like I predicted. Uh, if I could turn back time, I'm glad. And despite um, me joking about it, I did not play it in the cinema because I feel like people would have uh, hurt me. Yeah. But they did go back in time. Would, and that... would they take back those words that <laughs> hurt you, though? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they would hurt me with words. No. But they, yeah, they went back in time, so we've got to see these characters interacting with previous Marvel movies. And it was nice because there was nods to, despite them not going back to every point in the 22 movies, there was still nods to it. Like in the Battle of New York, we saw we saw um, the Ancient One, which was really cool because it's like, oh, so she was there and he in was Battle expected. of New York. And she even did a bit of shooting. Yeah, shooting. and it was really cool when he goes in and goes, oh, I'm looking for Stephen Strange. And she goes, oh, you're five years too soon. I was like, oh, my goodness, she knows because she's the Ancient One. And, and she's, she's got the time. time. Stone and that and thing, was brilliant. Yeah, it was very clever, and I, I, I think the wibbly wobbly, timey wimey thing is something that has been really quite horribly overdone in the last ten years or so. It's a big, it's it's become tropey, yeah, and it's I've, it's become a a reset button and a. Um, I want to talk more. I think it's yeah. it was done really well. I think yeah. we should. I think we should and talk. Than it's been we done should talk deeply about time travel when we go on to Ant Man. I've got some stuff with that because uh, okay. the way they you really have planned this too I re- much. Not too much, no, because otherwise we go too far away. It's like the ancient one. You know when she created uh, that line, uh, and you go, if you take one nice time stone away, if you take one topic away. Then it goes, and it all goes crazy. You've got to bring the topic back. Okay, so I'm bringing, yeah. like like Hulk did, I'm bringing the time stone back into that thing, and we're making a streamline. That was a nice thing. I'll give you I, that. I do like um, Hulk looking down on past Hulk <laughs> when he's like, he sees him smashing and goes, oh, fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he just looks like he d- wants to do absolutely anything else than that. And it was brilliant. And 
Oh, when do when do we talk about Hulk and the snap and bringing everyone back? Do it now. Because what a epic scene. And oh, yeah, it'll be it'll be the segue when we talk about Captain America, but him snapping his thing actually no no i know what we'll do okay uh, so the snap and when he brought everyone back it was a nice sort of moment and that phone call um yeah hawkeye getting again his... talking about hawkeye's family being yeah. the important and it flow of this the film it was beautiful and it's like oh the day's been saved and but not quite because Thanos from 2014 the time travel i liked as well that the time travel worked but didn't work as well like you know, they all got the stones, but instead of dealing with a Thanos who is dead, they dealt with a Thanos that is, uh, you know, on pursuit and knows he's won. And that conf- confidence and almost cockiness sort of yeah. was a downfall for Thanos. And I thought that worked really well. And I felt I am inevitable. I felt bad for Nebula. That was a nice thing to do with Nebula, though, yeah. as well, was have her be sort of almost the crux in the downfall the, the accidental betrayal is so much, much more better than tragic than the her. actual yeah and that 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 character has had bad luck worse luck horrible times and worse times yeah. she's she's had no joy in her life and she's such a bleak character and what a way to make it even more bleak thanos is inevitable but Maybe Nebula is as well. Uh, that she will just always have be bad luck, mis- a miserable life, and even when she's trying to do good, an accidental betrayal meant she she didn't exactly. I'd be interested. Um, I want to get your thoughts. I just want to get the fellow geeks' thoughts on this. Um, so back in, let's say, back in 2012 when you saw Thanos for the first time, and maybe even 2014 when you see Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you think that the would you have thought then that these three characters would have such an impact, like that family dynamic of Gamora, Thanos, and Nebula? Because I think it's been a big crux in yeah. these two films, especially the first one, but in this one too, of just that family dynamic. Because I think Nebula and Gamora, especially Nebula in this one, with the whole thing of Thanos, are being like... Because in the beginning, um, you know, that whole thing of when they take down Thanos, we're going to talk... Are we gonna, yeah, we'll talk about for... Um, with that later on when they finally take down Thanos um, afterwards and they talk about you know Thanos is like oh I used the stones to destroy the stones that nearly killed me which was epic by the way I was like what a badass moment Uh, another badass moment for a badass villain but that whole thing of Nebula being like my father never lies I was like oh And, and that whole thing of like even through this betrayal Thanos still loves Nebula in his weird kind of way. Yeah, and the the the, the storyline is about not being able to choose your family, being able to choose your friends and loyalties and exactly and and, and impossible situations. Yeah, it's, it's I'd, I'd, I think it's very. I definitely choose the Guardians over Thanos. I think, although you know what, Thanos doesn't raise liars, which is you know respectable to that point. You know, with his kidnapped kids, he doesn't raise liars, so. <laughs> there's some merit to him very little speckle of merit the smallest of speckles but yeah so that epic scene it's it's capped nice off really nicely where cap appears and it's you know what let's 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 die down a bit first actually let's talk about cap so in the time travel thing when cap goes back i really enjoyed 
sort of this self-referential cap or this living in perspective Captain America because we have it with the scepter at first and it looks like they're going to recreate that famous uh, elevator scene from Winter Soldier again when they did this time travel it wasn't just the films they were going back to they were referencing they were referencing other films and almost connecting them more as well like because at the end of Avengers we just see the end of Avengers we don't see the start of Winter Soldier and it was really cool to see Robert Redford's character back as well which was like way unexpected he it came felt out of like the whole film was a tribute to how to the MCU brilliant the MCU yeah, has been exactly. for the last 10 years and I do love that whole thing of like I honestly first time I saw it I was like oh my goodness they're going to recreate the elevator scene and I was like are they just going to reuse it and then when he just turns to him and goes hail hydra there's that cool epic oh. that cool epic line from the comics you know which had some controversial um feedback from from secret empire yeah. and that whole thing of like oh my goodness cap said hail hydra but using that in a sort of tongue-in-cheek kind it of way was. and they've done as it well was, as referencing the yeah, mcu in cool. this they've managed to reference a load of diff- different comic books like we mentioned yep. with professor hope before and ronin and and now this as well and speaking of which and another epic moment from the comics he picked up Milner. now this was alluded to in age of ultron and for you know goes i knew it but this it got a round of applause in an like a huge screen the first time i saw it and i had a bit of a glee with this when we saw the trailer i thought the stormbreaker was Milner, and i was like Milner's in the film yeah that was right yeah Milner was in the film it just wasn't then (laughs) no no it wasn't further along and and you know i was like maybe eric masterson will be in the film but immortal picked up Milner. i was pretty close i was pretty close Okay, Mark. Where did right? I, I want to talk about where Mjolnir's gone. He took it with him when at the end of the film, and he went and put all the, the stones back. He came back with just the shield and no Mjolnir. Yeah, he brought Mjolnir back in town. He gave it back to. He would have given it back to four of for the Dark Four. Oh, would he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, disappointment. Because he still needs it. Of, uh, he still needs it in that time, you know. For to, I do like that moment as well. Oh, and of course, he'd have given it back to him at exactly the right yeah, time yeah. as well, so that he wouldn't have even missed it. Yeah. Uh, good point. Nice touch. Nice oh, touch. Oh, devoed. But yeah, that was epic. And just seeing the combination of Milner and the Shield, I was like, oh, this is Cap's finest moment, and turns out to be his last big moment because that I knew as soon as he got the like stones to bring back, like we say, like this whole uh, the whole story of Endgame was them. Um, failing that five years then going back in time to get the we should have set up the story before but that's my bad nah. we've done it yeah, everyone's seen through. the film we've done it partly through haven't we getting the stones and then when he when I when I saw it was Cap's back I was like yeah you're coming back in five seconds aren't you Cap and I was like you old dog you're gonna you're gonna have your happy moment and I was like oh this is this is great I'm gonna see everything and it uh, that's that's the old that's the romantic in you I didn't yeah but at all but I, see, I, I, I don't care about that kind of but stuff see, as much as you do but seeing him get like going back in time and then when you see seeing old man Cap another great thing from the comic and just sort of being like at first I was like oh it's Forrest Gump <laughs> Wow. Jokingly. And then when he went over, it was like, they still managed to capture, like, Chris Evans' voice. So, and it's almost like, I know how they do the de-aging. I'd be interested to, there's probably somewhere out there, someone who could tell me, I could probably just Google it, but almost like, they've done de-aging before. I wonder if they aged um, Chris Evans, because that's what it felt. It felt more like an older Chris Evans, Captain America, than it did... um, they it just was got someone, him aged. someone else replacing, and yeah, it was definitely him aged. It was obviously there was beautiful moments of him and Bucky before he went, and that whole thing of him passing the shield on to Falcon. I like that. Um, 
I like that Winter Soldier went, no, you first. This is the job interview. I'll let you go first, you know, yeah. to be Captain America. But there was that brief moment where he said, it feel, when he said it feels like someone else, I was like, is he going to give this to Bucky? But then I feel, I feel like the whole, like, because them two have their series, their whole series is going to be like, maybe Falcon doubting that he could be Captain America. Yeah. And Winter Soldier being like, no, dude, you've got this. So, because um, we have seen Bucky with the shield before, and there's been. One thing I do want to talk about with the ca- when we're talking about Captain America is his his group and the first openly LGBT character in yeah in uh, LGBTQ character in the Marvel universe. In, uh, no, seen... in the films. Yeah, in the sorry, films. Because in, yeah. in TV, there yeah. has been in the films, and I, I, I Joe Russo as well, director. I do feel that the criticism online that it wasn't enough. Is is poppycock? I, I I think you don't need to shoehorn something in. No, you, no, no, no. you need to bring it in when it's natural. And you know, it is natural that you, you know you lose fifty percent of the population. You're you're still going to be gay. Yeah, you're exactly, still going to yeah. want to go on a date with a guy. And I thought it was it, it's, it's the way I it's see beautiful. my sexuality. I I talk about my partner, my. Um, my my former partners, men that I fancy, as if that's because well, it is my norm, and well, it, it and if I talk norm, to yeah. straight people like it is my norm, it becomes their norm. Yeah, and exactly. It, I but, thought it was so beautifully done, and it wasn't shoehorned in at all. And I thought it was. I a thought ni- it was brilliant. It was nice, and it was. It's one of those things I'm worried now. Now that it's fa- like he, he finally got that courage to go on that date, and now maybe his. Former fiance or former partner is going to come back and out. Oh, is that an awkward and there's, situation? There's for so him. much. There's so much. There's that so can much be done that. with that. There's they, a really they could do a. They could do a a series about civilians. Yeah, like not no a... superheroes at all. But how Joe Public is affected exactly. by that five year time gap thing, and 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 that would be absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I definitely feel like Far From Home is going to touch on that. And another cool little cameo in that. So, um, oh, was it Anthony or Joe? What I think it's Joe Russo. He's he's appeared in every single one of the um, the Winter Soldier, the, every single one of the movies the Russo brothers has done. Okay, right. he always seems to be a doctor at some point and dies quite a bit. Oh dear! But um, he was in there. But also Jim Starlin, who created Thanos, was in there. What, what one of the in, one of the group? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. And it was a nice little reference as well to Winter Soldier and sort of like. Um, Falcon's group, like Falcon, always had his group, and Cap's got yeah his group. I, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And while we're on cameos, because I will forget to thread this in, there was two community cameos which I was really happy about. <laughs> Chang and Shirley both made it in. They I was did. Like, hey, this was really cool to see. Big fan of community, and that's I think, cool. I think any surely everyone in the world is now a fan of Marvel films. Yeah, and wants want a cameo if they're offered it. Oh yeah, totally, hundred percent. Now. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. That classic callback to Winter Soldier on your left. When you hear Sam's voice, like, oh, yeah, everyone's back. And then when he says on your left, you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But then you start to see the sorcerers come up, like, with the rings and stuff, like, <gasps> and then you see Black Panther for the first time. I'm not going to lie, I emotionally broke down. Yeah. That's the only way to explain how I reacted to Spider-Man coming back. Like, every other time I've had happy tears, like, sad tears, but this, I literally, like, broke down into my mate's lap. I was like, my body just can't function here. And I was in a Spider-Man onesie as well. I was just like, my goodness. You're a ridiculous Sp- human. He's, he's, he was Batman. And I was just, oh, my goodness. I just couldn't contain my joy of him being... Oh, 
just everyone being back just everyone being back to be fair but it was it was such a beautiful moment and such an again like we say with the epic the epic yeah. battle scene like so cool I do feel like that they got the epic right they got it so right and they kind of so... but they got the humour balance right as well exactly. and the emotional balance everything about this film that I I, I, you know, I, I will very briefly touch on some criticism later on, but I just felt like everything about this film, they got it so right. They the, they had the exact right amount of humour to balance what yeah, yeah, all the other emotion, and it wasn't too earnest either. It was just so well done. Perfectly well balanced, as all things should be, as Thanos says. Maybe, maybe that was deliberate. Exactly, you know, uh, they know. They know maybe, they... maybe it was Thanos all along. Now, now talking about Cap and talking about the epic battle scene, because it's going to sort of segue into the ending of that battle scene, let's talk about Iron Man. One thing I really enjoyed about Iron Man was that he was still pissed at Captain America. Like, the effects of Civil War didn't just stop happening. Like, he was no. still angry about it. And, it, like, you know, it completed that sort of arc between the two. And then it sort of made it the reunion when they did, like, know we're working together now. And, like, do you trust me? It made that feel so much more sincere and um, more earned, if that makes sense. And yeah. sort of like a full arc. And they, 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 don't, they, don't like, they didn't like each other, but they respected each other. And... I think that's a, there's always that thing of like they, the respect's there and I think they do like each other which is why it hurt so much when they disagreed and that's why because I feel like you don't have an argument like that with someone you don't like you just wouldn't interact with them you know what I mean like if, if I ever have an argument with a friend that's passionate it's because you know we get on there's almost oh, yeah. that sort of thing yeah like yeah talk trash about Star Wars again I don't talk trash about Star Wars. I'm just not into it as much that as you whole, are. No, no, that whole thing when you're like, oh, he's not coming. Uh, here we go. Let's, wait, let's, not go let's not go into that. Um, let's let's just keep talking. Let's just keep talking about Matt, our man, Iron Man, and the family man. So that sort of like five year thing, like he, that beautiful moment where we introduced. He finally got his daughter. They oh, talked she's it, lovely. They as talked well. about it. They talked about it in. Um, in Infinity War, you know, after the crazy uncle um, yeah. Morgan, and it's that was cute, and she was she was so cute as well. I love you, three thousand, oh, man. And it was again, he got his happy ending. He got his happy ending there, like you know, everything. He had this beautiful life, and he he's one of the crooks of you know he had to make the time travel possible, and he's a scientist, and the brains behind it all, mm. and you can tell he wanted to keep that life. Like he well, built there was, this there was life. A true quandary, wasn't there, between yeah. what he wanted and what he knew he had to do? And the whole thing that twisted it was that photo of Peter and that relationship with Peter. Because before he was a, a father to Morgan, he was a father to Peter in a way. And I think that sort of that took its toll on him. Because even when the first time we see him interact with Cap, he's like, I lost the kid. And you could tell that was the biggest thing that affected him. Like, yeah. not that he lost, but that he lost Peter. Yeah, and I think I feel that term. that relationship between um, between Tony Stark and and Spider Man, it was just you know I'm, I'm getting older and I I have young people in my life that I'm that fond of. I yeah, uh, and I no you're too old. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I'm actually talking like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year old kids here. Oh, uh, you I mean with scouts and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah scouts and um, that's some of the younger trainees with uh, with the wrestling stuff that I do. I and I find myself 
that obviously they're not my children but i find myself being so so fond of these young people and wanting them to do well and be the best they can and wanting to be a good influence on them and that that that's that's hard when when you've made some questionable decisions on your life i have as well like like tony stark has you 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 want to make sure that they have the better, people that you, word, young people yeah. that you care about don't make the same mistakes you did and i i really that that relationship really truly did resonate with me uh, just to make it clear i'm, I'm a scout leader and uh, as, as uh, which is what we were talking about with the scouts but yeah I'm, yeah that that relationship resonated hard with me like really hard with me and i know i've been mean to you about spider-man dying and stuff because it's funny yeah. but i death is not funny especially I when it comes to spider-man <laughs> I genuinely can truly understand the story they're telling with that. And absolutely something like that would make me take the risk that, that Tony Stark made, you know? I just want to say as well, it's not fair. Tom Holland did this to me again. He had an emotional scene that made me ball like a ch- ball so hard. Because... W- Everyone knows the scene from last from last year in Infinity War, like yeah, it's the start, and he goes in and he apologizes there. But when he's like, and the reunion at first got me bawling from like ha- just pure joy when he's it was like, adorable. "Mr. Stark, we're back." You know, Doctor Strange. You remember when I got dusted and just seeing the joy of Tony because that's all Tony wanted. He wanted to see Peter back. He finally got Peter back, and at that point in his life, he had both his kids back, and he had all everything was perfect for him and then when tony you know does that he does the sacrifice and it, there is that emotional let's talk about tony saving the day because that no actually we'll go back to that because i want i'm still on this emotional emotional train and i might cry um i can see it he's, just, he's, he's genuinely welling up folks just like um pit bear just <laughs> <laughs> you are one of my favorite people but you are a ridiculous person just, like Peter's words, obviously I, I won't quote it word for word, but just saying like how, you know, it's like, Tony, we won, Mr. Stark. And he says, sorry again. And he starts crying. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that got me going. And I yeah. was like, oh my goodness. And that just happens from him saving the day. And this, that was such an epic moment. You know, Thanos, he's got the Infinity Gauntlet. He's just knocked Captain Marvel away with a really cool moment. Like, you know, she's stopping... Her strength was incredible. We'll talk more about Captain Marvel in a second. But, like, her strength, and he literally had to use Infinity Stone to get her away. And, like, Iron Man's like, nah, I'm not having this. And his final battle with Thanos and ending up defeating him, that was so cool with the Infinity Gauntlet. He put his hand in, and you just see with the nanotech, oh, my goodness, I squealed. I was so happy. He's like, oh, my goodness, this is epic. And then he does the snap, and all then disappear. That was it. And I loved that he was, Thanos, like, I'm an inevitable. And Iron Man says his iconic line from the first film, I am Iron Man. And I was like... That is called a callback. Oh, the whole film had callbacks yeah, from like all yeah, twenty-two did. films, and that was a beautiful yep. callback to have. Now, before I don't want to skip over this moment with um, Iron Man because it was epic. It was um, this was really cool. It was just this scene, just sort of like is the embodiment of how epic and how this film is, and how it managed to juggle so many things together. So, Cap and Iron Man going back to the seventies and going to this Hydra base. Now. The stakes are high because you've got the you've got you know the tesseract in this in this briefcase, you know they're on pursuit they're being they're being um, pursued by other um, agents of Shield members there, but. 
But while this is happening, we're having two emotional moments. Cap's, yeah. Cap seeing Peggy um, through the window and, you know, wanting to interact. And Tony and his father having this epic moment about Tony, you know, um, you know, Parenthood. how how would start being nervous about being yeah. a father? And there's always that thing of like, I feel like um, most of us when we see our dad or mum, we see them as this parent who always knew what they were doing, and Absolutely. it would be, it would be nice to maybe go back and be like seeing them just before you're born, like, oh no, I'm so nervous, and and him asking Tony for father advice, and that yeah. was. And there's always been that relationship with Tony and his father and stuff like that. And there's, there was never that closure. And I never expected in this film for Tony to get closure with his father, really if that well makes done. sense. And that was an epic way to do it. And there was that sort of... My thing is... Now, it's this is a bit unwin and iron. I got a feeling, maybe it's like a father's intuition, that Howard almost knew it was Tony... Tony well, they touched sense. on that, didn't they? With because the, do they I t- know that guy? Do I know that guy? But yeah. also that thing of, oh, Howard, what about your briefcase? And him saying, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my son. And I'm like, I feel it's it's not going to be a whole thing. Go, oh, yeah, he knew you the whole time. And like, but you'll never But I don't, I don't think it is that. I think it's just, it's them using the lines in a beautiful way and for a beautiful moment. Now, someone else who had a bit of an epic time or a bit of a upsetting time a very emotional time actually let's talk about the emotions of four now he finally went for the head now when <laughs> yeah when they go they for four, even when, nodded when they that, go for they? thanos and literally everyone's like you know you've got captain marvel there like pulling him back in like the hulk busters there and war machine everyone's holding him back four just comes in straight up chops off his arm and then when he, as soon as he finds out, he just chops off his head. I screamed at the top of my voice. Went, I went, oh, he went for the head that time. And then like Rocket goes, what did he do? And he went, I went for the head. And I was like, oh, he did it. He's, and he said it as well. And I never thought in this film, again, the directors, the whole team at Marvel putting us by surprise. I never thought we would see, well, just in Marvel, so many versions of four. Throughout Four's whole journey, we've seen so many different ones. We've seen him with long hair, dyed um, eyebrows. Mm. We've seen the short hair, comedic version, and we saw Fat Four, who was more yeah, of a vi- more of a Viking. Yeah, Fat Thor was a big surprise, and the thing is, some people. It, it, I think it was a, an, a kind of a, a message to, to to everybody that it is possible for anybody to fall. Yeah, and Thor reacted very badly to his he, own failure. He had a terrible week because when you think about it, the actions of Ragnarok and then Infinity War all happen in a week, and yeah. then this end part of Endgame as well. They say like twenty twenty one days or so. Like it's a lot to take on, and then when it all ends, you know he's got. He's got nothing else to go for now. He feels like a failure. He's killed Thanos and it hasn't given him anything that he wanted to. No. Some people have even compared this to... Because um, some people thought it was fat shaming, but it's not really fat shaming. It's one of those things of sort of like... It's no. a fall from grace almost. Yeah. And that's sort of where some of the humour comes from. And it's... Um, someone. Some people have related it to sort of like... Um, you know, the football uh, or the sports star who was the big sports star yeah. at college. Who lets himself go. And lets himself go and just keeps drinking all the time. And I think that's a good analogy. Obviously, there's the Big Lebowski analogies. The Big Lebowski these, which is nice. But he, I think it just shows that it's it's a redemption story for Thor, this, this film. And exactly. anybody can react badly to something and go into and, and, and fall into a rut. But 
and you, you just, need someone like like your like, a, like, like a rocket or your mum just to talk you through it and he that was a beautiful moment. It's, it's absolutely a redemption story for him and I, I don't see any negativity at all in, in, in the Thor the Thor arc at all I think I, th- I think the fact that he was a god that fell from grace is is a metaphor for anybody being able to fall from grace. You know? I liked as well that they um, didn't, you know, when he got his powers, he didn't go, uh, you know, he grabbed Stormbreak and he didn't just turn skinny. In fact, the only thing that happened was he got this awesome, he braided his beard, which looked epic. He just looked like a cool Viking. I was he like, did. dude, this is sick. And yeah, it is, it's one of those things to fall from grace and that, scene with his mother just made it even more impactful and there was that whole back to the future moment where it's like he wanted to tell them his mum about the future and she was like no 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 you know you've got to keep going and I liked that and you know her words led into Thor's end story you know he goes stop trying to be the person you're supposed to be be the person you are and he he says that at the end when he it was a nice little pass over for Valkyrie like giving Valkyrie yeah. Asgard and Valkyrie was Epic she was cool. She was she so cool really with cool. Pegasus, and oh, that was amazing. And like, her, I'd be interested to see her taking over Asgard. This film led a lot of the older characters, so the, like the original six, all went on their separate journeys. Some of them came to an end, and they sort of have their own pathways. But it sort of breeded in new blood, if that makes I sense. Think so, so sort of like Iron Man, you sort of got your, um, you've got your Spider Man there. We've got Black Panther. We've got Captain Marvel, the um, new Captain America, and we've got Falcon with the new Captain America. Um, and with four now, we've got Valkyrie. So we've got a a new um, Avengers team, but also new stories that we can tell there think, in the single films. I think they did that perfectly well, actually. I think that they they brought it all to a fantastic conclusion with. With 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 satisfying story arcs yeah. for a lot of characters, and you could stop watching there. I doubt anyone will, but you could stop watching there. Exactly, and you so, don't need to carry on. It's it's come to a really nice conclusion, but it's left plenty of wiggle plenty room of, for some more. Yeah, plenty it's, of like seeds for brand new stories that could go on for a very long time. Because they've called this twenty-two films the Infinity Saga, so it'll be interesting to see where we go um, there's, there's next. There's a special Blu-ray coming out. I, I know. Have you seen it with the Gauntlet? I, I am so tempted it's, by that. I don't it, know whether I'll be able. To it's interesting it, as but. well. And again, I keep saying this. We'll go on to Far From Home later on. But Far From Home is actually the last film in Phase Three, so that's sort of going to be the cap. Um, Oh, is which it? is pretty cool, yeah. Now, let's talk about the Asgardians of the Galaxy. I love that. And again, I love that dynamic of Peter Quill in um, 4 being like, oh, yeah, he's the leader. And like, nice and silly. I yeah. think a bit, a bit of light relief after all the crazy. Exactly. Was, was very much welcome. And you mentioned it before, but the search for Gamora, the searching for Gamora on the screen, and it's like, are they searching for... Um, they're searching. It feels like they're searching for the 2014 Gamora because mm. a question that um, a couple of us asked one another when we came out of the screening was: Was Gamora included in Thanos' snapping in group? And I guess we're going to find out. But I feel like the search for Gamora is going to be the lead thing for Guardians of the Galaxy three, and it'd be really cool if we saw um, four. I would like it to be the 2014 Gamora because I feel like it would water down the importance of the death of Gamora and the importance of the death of Black Widow if there was a way to resurrect 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 the original Oh, 100%. And I think it offers more interesting stories if it's the 2014 one because it's almost like Peter Quill has to get 
get her to yeah, love it, get, love get her to love her, him again. And um, I've been watching Jane the Virgin, and spoilers for that. I bet you didn't expect that. But one of the characters has come back from the dead from there, and he had amnesia for a bit, but now he's got his memories back. And there's there's always been this love triangle between um, Michael, Jane, and um, Raphael, and sort of that always adds, like this element has added a dynamic into that. So seeing it in comics would be, in a comic book related thing, so we can start talking about Jane the Virgin, it would be cool to see sort of that love story again. And yeah, like Peter having to find Gamora and just, it does offer more emotional heartbreak for I, Peter Quill, which I'm a bit I'm happy to see sad for. 100 Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. films. I just love all the characters in it. I would love as well to see Korg join, and seeing Korg in this was brilliant. His little scene nice on, little on cameo. the little Fortnite, little uh, <laughs> Noobkiller69, it's calling me a dickhead. <laughs> brilliant. And then he got Ford to do it over, and then we saw him in the epic battle scene. Another cool character we saw in the battle scene, some of you might have missed, was Howard the Duck. Howard the I didn't Duck see was Howard in the Duck. Howard the Duck was in that um, epic scene at the end, the big battle. Um, Brilliant. I, I reckon. I want to have the Duck film. I reckon the other Ravengers were as well. Like you know, you still owned character um, the Miley Cyrus one, the ones we saw at the end of Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy two. I'm really looking forward to maybe seeing some more of them as well, and just just seeing more of space. With, if we're going to talk about ga- characters, Guardians. minor minor characters, do you think the Netflix show characters were there? I just feel like Luke no. Cage has the power level. No, I just don't think um I don't think they're on the Avengers radar and to be a bit blunt their TV and film yeah, TV, and, fil- right, but TV it, and film have had that split just It's the same I'm... universe and I do feel that Quake and um Luke Cage, Iron Fist and I mean if we're comparing Daredevil to say Hawkeye, Daredevil has a higher power level. And I think I just feel fi- like they're it's it it's it's a shame that they couldn't have just nodded. I think the thing is with them is Quake maybe because she's worked with Agents of Shield, but the defenders haven't really they don't want to be part of that superhero game. If you ask Jessica Jones to fight against Thanos, I'm pretty sure she'd say no. Yeah, which is why I didn't mention and her. I, th- I think um Iron Fist would probably be doing more Iron Fist stuff and they're all ground level ones and we actually haven't I wouldn't see them working yeah I just wouldn't see them working in Avengers or I know it's like the end of the world sort of situation exactly. but it's all it sort seems of, like a cop out to to, uh, to not have them there and even if uh, 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 that, that's the thing isn't it the TV shows that are still going so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Cloak and Dagger Runaways um, what else is still going it might just be those three, actually. But they're going to have to deal with this five-year break as well. Yeah, yeah. at some point. I feel like that's the only interaction we're going to get is through that. be interesting to see how they how they um, deal with that. And, and now I'm speculating, but maybe that's why they cancelled those shows, to avoid that complication in the plot lines that of could, those TV yeah, shows. Yeah, that could also work as well. And it's, yeah, it's all led for speculation. I had a nice segue then for space, but I do like that you brought that point up. It was a... Valid point to make. Thanks. And it's uh, we're not always about segways, but before we were talking about space, we were, <laughs> and we're going to see some really cool adventures with the Asgardians of the Galaxy. But we're also going to see some cool adventures with Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel in this was a beast. She um, she cleared house. I liked. Um, it was really weird at first because the end credit scene for Captain Marvel is obviously her arriving to the Avengers facility. And it was weird that we didn't see it in the film, but I'm glad we didn't because there's been so many post-credit scenes that have just been excerpts from 
oh, th- this is from the next movie. Yeah. So it was nice. It was like, we know you've seen Captain Marvel. We know you've seen the end credit scene. She's just here. And it's sort of like, you can sort of piece it together. So like at the end of Captain Marvel in the post credit scene, she arrives there. They go, oh, we're looking for Tony. She finds Tony and stuff like that. Um, this is, Captain Marvel is one of my, one of my two, only my two criticisms of the film. And that she is the Lord of the Ring Eagles. She, her power level is so much higher than everybody else's that why didn't they just give her the gauntlet in the first place rather than go through all of this battling? And why didn't well, they she just... was elsewhere. She was, yeah, like, she just... was dealing with the ramifications because it's like she says in the beginning that the, um, Earth has the Avengers but everywhere else doesn't have something. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I acknowledge that, but sh- they knew what they were doing and they knew that they were they were going to try and get the stones. Why didn't they get Captain Marvel involved? She should have been told. They had It was established they had a communication with her yeah. and she should have been there because she was by far the most powerful character. And it, it, I understand why she wasn't there and I just don't feel there's any justification other than an excuse, oh, there's plenty of stuff going on elsewhere in the universe. I, I feel like that is the same as the Eagles in The Lord of the Rings, which is unfortunate. And you can ignore it because yeah, the exactly. film is still brilliant. But and I think she was if brilliant you're being in it as hy- well. Yeah, so do I. But I think if you're being hypercritical, she is exactly the same in Endgame as the Eagles were in Lord of the Rings. My understanding is that the Eagles, like... The Eagles, though, was sort of like a whole thing. Wasn't it throughout the whole trilogy that, like, if they could, this whole film, the whole trilogy could have been stopped if the Eagles just started? Yeah. So I don't feel like that works with Captain Marvel, if that makes sense. I don't think she's exact. I agree that she's partly like the Eagles, but I don't think she's, like, Thanos wouldn't have been stopped entirely if she was around, if that makes sense. No, but the. It could have been made a lot more easy. A lot easier, yeah. No, Which like I is, totally it, agree with you. It's, it, it's a shame, but they brought the f- character with that power level into the universe that isn't a big bad, and I just hope they haven't put themselves. Well, this a, is written themselves into a situation they can't write themselves out. What I'm thinking is, um, so, so she gets her powers from an Infinity Stone, and we've seen Scarlet Witch has got a high power level because of these Infinity Stones. Mm. So you could say maybe the snap if she snaps her fingers with, um, with her being part power, her part of um, part of the Space Stone, it might that sort of might not work out. It probably would lead it I mean, to. She be, could, that's better. a good point. She could be nerfed because the stones don't exist anymore. Yeah, there's that thing as well of. I find it more of an interesting thing of like, so she's away doing these space missions, but if she's this powerful, what's her villain going to be? How's her villain going to yeah, interact? And you know I what hope I mean? they do it well, is all I, I'm saying. I, I always see it as, because people, there was always that worry that Captain Marvel was going to be overpowered, and you know, in her first film, they managed to do it well, they managed to censor her down because she didn't know about her powers, exactly. she was learning about her powers. So I'm interested to see what they do in the future to sort of, you know, work a way around that, and I'm sure it's Marvel, and they'll do an incredible job with it. Me too. I just, I just, I'm trying not. Uh, there is an element of devil's advocate here. I, I yeah. loved this film, but I won't, I won't avoid pointing out a flaw if I see it in yeah. anything, even something I love. You know, I know, I know you do. It's about, but, um, it's about that Phantom Menace glow, isn't there? That whole thing of like when people first came out of Phantom Menace, they couldn't oh, see, see anything wrong with no, it. No, I don't. No, I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as that. The Phantom Menace was a three-star film. 
it was fine, and the, 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 the lightsaber battles were brilliant, but that was a three-star film. This is a, still a five-star film, and I think it always will be. Yeah. Um, one scene I really did enjoy, because it had my boy Spidey, it was Spidey like with the gauntlet, um, and then oh, the, just the introduction of like Captain Marvel comes over, and, and he goes, Hi, I'm Peter Parker. And he goes, Hi, Peter Parker. Do you have something for me? I was like, Oh, hello. And then like <laughs> a strong, mo- strong moment where it's like... Um, are you going to be able to make it all the way through that? And, like, she's not alone. And, like, all the strong female lead characters all coming together. I thought that was a beautiful moment just for young girls being able to look up and see themselves on screen. And there was a lot of this. A lot of the characters, um, da- a lot of the characters' children in this were daughters. Like, we've got Casey Lang mm. for Ant-Man. We've got Morgan in Iron Man. And, like, Hawkeye's um, daughter was, you know, again, a girl. And it's that important thing of um just people's being able to see themselves on screen and we say it we've said it with black panther before when we discussed about that like we seeing the, that LG, the, the, the gay guy lgbt really, as well and it's that whole thing of seeing yourself on screen and seeing like those strong females coming together and how epic was rescue that she was, was brilliant. sick <laughs> i never thought i'd pop so hard for it. i was like oh my uh, goodness yeah, this is rescue. I, I, I got very excited for rescue which was sick and it was that someone made a joke about it. it's like oh yeah it's about um it's you know women protecting the young man generation there, but, and I was like, "Hey!" And I was like, "Okay, yeah, it kind that, of that's, is." That's my that that does link into my other criticism. That incredibly powerful and important image was part of the fight scene that I I do have a problem with, and it's 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 maybe me being British and grumpy, but it it was an American football game with Peter Parker passing to the Black Panther, passing. To I know Black Panther passed to. Peter Parker. Well, whatever. Uh, Hawkeye to Black Panther, Black Panther to yeah. P- Peter Parker, Peter Parker to... It, it was like an American football game. And S- I just feel that that... See, I never... Uh, see, I, it, never it felt, I, I never mm. see them scenes as that. I always see it as like... You know, like in your Raiders and your Indiana Joneses or like your Star Wars, it's like you've got something you have to run away from somewhere. And they had a target that they were going for, so I can sort of Which see like... sounds like the football girl? No, but that's what I mean. So I can see why you think in that. But I was just... I was trying to relate to movies because it's not... It's not football, is it? You know what I mean? It's, it's not American get, football. They're getting that... They're getting the... Um, they need to get the gauntlet there so they can send the stones back. Like, it's not... Um, it's not American football. It's not like this is longest yards. Um, and I wouldn't really say that was a criticism because I wouldn't think of another story point to get Thanos the gauntlet back that isn't just, oh, he gets the gauntlet off someone. And it offered really co- a cool moment for Hawkeye where, he, you know, it's the reference from Aliens as well. You know, when he shoots his arrows and he sees them all and it's he's running away. And it was, it was cool in the trailers and people speculated and I d- think people didn't expect it to be this. But I, I think and there was a, like American culture more than I do. I'd, yeah, but that's I, why you dislike it but, less than I do. But I don't care about American football. I could give two... Um, hoots. Hoots. I was trying to think what the actual saying is, but I don't think it's a good one. Um, two hoots about American football. I just liked the story moments, and I really, really enjoyed Again, it was a reference to Civil War. When uh, Cap throws me on and goes, Hey, Queens! Throws it, and he shoots the web and swings off like that. We also saw Spidey activate Instant Kill, which is a reference from Homecoming. I was like, that is so cool. And I preferred, like, I liked the way that that moment set up so many moments within that film and I like agree. those I guess, callbacks I guess all I'm saying is 
in a wonderful, wonderful film about something I'm really into that I love, making me think of sports and jocks and stuff like that, was just at the tiniest of downers, and perhaps perhaps I'm just being a I little think you bit might too be, nerdy. Yeah, you might be overthinking it there. No, I don't think I'm overthinking nerd. it. I think I'm right. I think it was based on an American football game, but... The, the, the fact I think that it's I just, spotted it and it it's more my like, phone is a personal thing, I suppose. It could be anything, though. It's like Capture the Flag or anything like that. It can be any game. It doesn't have to be American football. It's like if you play video games, yeah, you, always, by you always have to pick something. Yeah, but it's American nerds. I don't think the Russo brothers are thinking, yeah, let's play American football with this. If anything, they'll be like me and you. They'll be playing with their toys and going, oh, we can fling this over here. Maybe. And then we can swing that over there. It's not like it's made by... Jocks, do you know what I mean? I would like agree. It's that a minor way. detail to me, but that's yeah. what it made. That's how it made me feel. I'm and just that trying was to damp. I'm just trying to help you get over that minor detail. Yeah. Now, a minor detail that some people that some people would be like, hey, wait a second. When you realise in retrospect, the fact that this universe was saved by a rat. By what? Oh yeah, because the the rats the are rat off the, uh, the. So we're going to talk about Ant Man. This is the last character we're going to talk about in a little thing. And I really enjoyed Ant Man in this. I loved his jokes. I like the time travel stuff when he's just like, Back to the Future's just flush. <laughs> and it this film insulted yeah. my favourite film. This film insulted my favourite film, but I still loved it for it. And I liked the whole like they were going they were basing all their knowledge of time travel off films and they were like, no, this is wrong. And I liked that this film set up its own rules for time travel and used it off quantum mechanics. Yeah. And it was that whole thing of... Like I say, it did wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey quite well. Yeah, because they base... Again, they did base it off science, and it's that whole thing of, no, you we aren't stopping Thanos. We aren't going when he's a baby and killing him, because there's that whole thing of, like, baby Hitler. If you got rid of baby now, Hitler, the whole thing would be better. Before we talk about Ant-Man, that, 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 the, the, that was a line from Rhodey. And I felt... I know you, you've not got Rhodey on your list of characters to talk about, but I just want to say Rhodey got all the good lines. Yeah, he got some really good lines. Rhodey yeah. was so witty and clever and really quite cool in this film, and I don't feel like we've seen that before. No. And, and I'm might... hoping that that will continue in future, because th- he's kind of the new Iron Man, isn't I think Rhodey as well. I think um, maybe I that's think what the, they were I setting think, it I up think with. The, I think the Russo brothers come from that generation of where Rhodey was their Iron Man. I remember some people saying, I yeah, think it maybe. might be the Russo brothers as well that mentioned it, but a couple of people have mentioned that Rhodey was their Iron Man, so it's probably that um, sort of thing leaning over. I think they gave him some witticisms and gave him some uh, more sass. Because we're all he, about that superhero life. Well, he's yeah, he's he's got the sass because he's going to be the next Iron Man, yeah, isn't exactly. he? And he's going to be sticking around because Iron Man's dead. And, and I think brilliant, the, because I... I all of his lines, I was like, you are really cool. Yeah. And he has that in Age of Ultron, to be fair. I liked his little moments in Age of Ultron when yeah. he's at that party and, but you know, we see it more, more in... So in yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Um, but yeah, the time travel, I Sorry, really... Ant-Man. <laughs> I really did like the way they did um, time travel, where it's that whole thing of we're not going back in time and changing it because, you know, that's not the present we're living anymore. We need to, you know, take these stones back, come back. And... Um, a lot of people as well, there was these pe- there's always those trolls out there going, oh, this film's terrible, look at all these plot holes. And this person was talking about, one of the things was um, 
clearly they hadn't listened to the film when they mentioned it. And I bet, I hate these videos, but there's this everything wrong with did a cinema sins, and I guarantee they'll put something like this because they won't listen to the film. But someone mentioned how, like, oh, well, if Nebula shot uh, past Nebula, why didn't current Nebula die? And I was like, that's because it's a different timeline. Yeah, they do when that, tw- that. When that 2014 people, 2014 whole crew went, they made a separate timeline where they are new, a new... Yeah timeline so that nebula doesn't affect and i thought that was a brilliant way of doing it the only thing that sort of like gets dampened by that is old man cap but there are so many ways you can easily like he had the he had the stones there's so many way ways where you can be like or like he can get in contact with dr strange ways like oh yeah i grew up to be an old man and then i traveled to back to my own dimension to sort of go back or back to that time there's also well it wouldn't have been dr strange it would have been um the the previous oh, what, what was ancient it, what was, one yeah the ancient one. Oh no but i mean like you know when he had those stones he could have done like when he got older he got to a point where like oh can you send me back to my reality it's over here yeah. so it could be dr strange could be the ancient one or there's another one as well um because oh peggy carter mentions that she got a husband in winter soldier and she, they had kids and stuff like that Maybe they. it was always him. It was always him. That's what I mean. He Aww. could be kept away, hidden away. And Cap would, I feel like, would be fine with that and we'd always have that there. It, there's also that whole thing of she could have been lying about that and then um, Cap was a real thing. But yeah, that was that's my sort of like, in my heart, I'm like, oh, he just, they just kept Cap away. And I was just, there's always, you can always probably point out plot holes in this. And I think an interconnected story in comics has always been a big thing and being able to manage that is an impressive feat on its own and you're always going to have plot holes there are plot holes in the mcu there are timeline issues in the mcu but that's just what that's the what the nature of the beast when you do interconnected stories but doing time travel and an interconnected story a so heavily interconnected story in one film the fact that there isn't like 50 billion or 3,000 or glaring 3,000 plot holes is an incredible feat on their own and they've managed to cover their tracks really well I think so and I think my last touching point on um, Ant-Man is just moments with his daughter Casey and now we're going to see this is exciting for the future because Casey's a teenager now so she and he's can, lost five years and she can, she can don on that um that ant-man suit so we're gonna might maybe. see that exactly maybe so it's really exciting now it's time for far from home speculation so the next film in the um in the series like i say it's capping off um phase three and i didn't actually believe this at first but there was loads of um pictures around saying that ben mendelson's character from captain marvel appears in the school so this time i was eagle-eyed and i was like that is Ben Mendelsohn at his school. And now Ben Mendelsohn's character in um, Captain Marvel was both of the S.H.I.E.L.D. director at the time and a s- leader of the Scrolls. Ooh, so, there so might be a is there Scrolls in the school? Now I'm thinking the Scrolls would have had a perfect time. 50% of them would have been gone with that snapping. But within those five years, they could. Now this is sort of leading to a secret invasion potentially. They could. Um, hide themselves as other people perhaps people who got snapped away Ooh. so they could hide their ways in they could have infiltrated the school there's you know different ways of um doing that now this is uh this is high speculation and i might put this on youtube as a separate bit because uh, you know i might get quick bit baity things just so people can comment going oh you're daft but 
this is a way out there. This could be a separate um, section of like crazy theories or something. But this could potentially mean they might do like a clone saga, but with scrolls. So they could do secret invasion, um, obviously with um, the different stuff. But to relate it more with Peter Parker and stuff like that, Peter's been gone. Spider-Man's been gone. They could do a sort of clone saga sort of thing where a scroll acts almost as Peter Parker, acts at, or at least as Spider-Man as a hero for five years or whatever. But then because of something with the memories like they touched upon in Captain Marvel, you know, the way you can uh, mess with a person's memories and make them believe that that is who they are. We could get a Ben Riley situation here where Peter Parker, Spider-Man does come back and there's like... Why is there this other Spider-Man here? And then we can get that whole Ben Riley Scarlet Spider. Now that's just an out there theory. That is definitely out there, but it's it's in the head canon for now. If it happens, but, if but it does, Scrolls is definitely something I would like to see in future. The, and uh, seeing Ben Mendelsohn there, cool. seeing Ben Mendelsohn there is like, cool. oh my goodness! And it'd be interesting to see if his character appears again in Far From Home. And mm. like you say. Right, we mentioned before with the five years difference, we mentioned it with different people. The ages of the school kids now are going to be totally different. It'd be interesting to see if they touch on that at all and in Spider-Man. I think they though. will, because on mm. the tra- in the trailer, Peter Parker's passport, doesn't it, on his date of birth, doesn't have a year. Now, this could be, if Far, far From Home is supposed to be after um, Endgame, so this could be, we are now living in a world that no longer recognises date of birth years because of this five-year gap. It yeah. could just be like you just register an age or whatever it may be. Like so I that, say, I think a low-key TV show that yeah. that just I think we're going to get some explores. This. I think we're going to get some of the moments in Far From Home and the smaller films yeah, and maybe. the TV series. I think would be really interesting yeah. because all the TV series, most of them seem to be based off characters who have been snapped. So think, there is that possibility there. I think maybe Agents of Shield is probably the best, yeah the best for sure. series to do this for sure. Um, what's also going to be interesting is the way they can introduce new characters into um, Spider-Man's lore and Spider-Man, the Spider-Man films because there have been kids who were, let's say, 10 and now they're 15 and now they're sort of in Peter's grade. Yeah. And Peter's so... We could see a Gwen Stacy. We could see a Harry Osborn. I always thought, sort of wanted to... I wanted him maybe to meet them in college. That would be really cool. Mm. Um... It appears that all of his friends got snapped because we saw the reunion with Ned, which yeah, again I was, was, say was a that. beautiful moment. Yeah, I was like, they've, was done, they've done the handshake. This is so beautiful. Yeah, and then I tried lovely. doing the handshake with my mate next to me. And I was like, I just can't even cope. Just so you know, if you'd have tried to have done that with me, I'd have just looked at you funny. Yeah, of course. It's all right, Jacob had me back. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... So all of them must have been snapped because of what yeah, we're getting in Far yeah, From Home. Exactly. The trailer almost confirms that. Yeah. Um, so that just offers interesting opportun- uh, opportunities and, you know, options there. And it just, it makes Far From Home so much more interesting. I mean, obviously, I was going to be well intrigued by it because it's, yeah. a, it's a Spider-Man film. It'd be interesting but now, to see how they deal with it. And it's sure. cool that it, this is going to be the end of Phase 3. Because it was always weird because Ant-Man was the end of Phase 2 and people were like, oh okay but it kind of worked and i wonder how this is going to work for this and it seems like with the ben mendo character if he does appear he's in the school and with the effects and with spider-man being such a big poignant character i feel like in phase three like with his 
With his introduction in Civil War, with his with the Homecoming film, Infinity War, and Endgame, really sort of he stole some of the show there a I bit. So, so it's kind of cool that he's the end point, and I'm just happy because it's Spidey. I know you like your Spidey, but yeah. Any final thoughts on Endgame? I'm definitely. I'm gonna listen back to this and kick myself that I didn't mention something. I think. I think I'm done. I'm. I'm, I'm shattered. I've, I've. I've got a broken jaw. And I've been talking too long. Yeah, we've been, talk, we've been I, talking. I loved. I, I just loved sitting here and talking I've, for I've nearly not, an hour with you about. I, I've not even got a broken. Film that I've was. not even got a broken jaw, and I'm, yeah, it's uh, time. But yeah, that's literally. It's. We can spend an hour or longer talking about this film just because it's that epic, and and it's a privilege to do this show. Yeah, really. you know, this is we we'd have just gone up the pub and done this. Yeah, exactly. And but now other people get a listen as well, and, and we we want to hear your thoughts. Other people get to join in as well. Absolutely, we want to hear seg- your thoughts. Smooth segue. Let's keep this conversation going. We've got a Facebook discussion group. We've got a Twitter. We've got a YouTube comment section below. This is going to be a big chunky YouTube video. YouTube are going to be like, yes. oh, our algorithm is going to be so happy or whatever. I don't know how to please the YouTube lords. Um, some videos do really well. Some YouTube videos don't do as well. I'm like, why? How? That's just, that's, I, just, I just don't We know. just keep plugging on. We, but we, yeah. we know we've got some people listening. And that but one, yeah, that, that's let's, all that matters to us. Let's get the Avengers endgame discussion going. It's definitely talk if to you, us. If you're I'm on, interested to hear your opinion. If you're on those groups, sorry, there's, there's definitely going to be spoilers. And if you haven't seen it, watch it already and tell us why it took you so long. We'll do our best if there, to protect there, you from spoilers. If there is, come a, on, if there is, watched. if there is a genuine reason, fair play. We want to hear it. But yeah, so that's the news. Revenues, uh, Avengers Endgame review done. Pull or pass. I spoke over myself this week. You did just to prove it is live. This is a very special edition of Pull, pull or Pass, pass because it's May. It's it May, is. and when this comes out, it will be free comic book day so what we're doing is um because this show goes out usually typically before um comic books open um if you want to listen to this live, if you listen to this live it's great um because we're doing a preview of free comic book day we're having a look at a few of the comic books that are coming out and a few mainly we're looking at the ones that we're interested in i think that's safe to say and ones that just seem a bit odd and we're like what's this about well Um, you know after you've listened to us Go to your local, to comic, your local shop, comic Get some store. free comics. If you're listening to this on Mixcloud Podcast or YouTube, though, you missed your chance. Out. What are you doing? If you go and see a comic book store, though, they might still have some spare. They might be trying to sell them off for 50p or a pound now. Which um, is okay. Which is okay because, like Mark, Mark said this way, way, way at the beginning of the show. Um, if you listen to this on YouTube, you won't know, but we'll, we'll say it now for you. Um, the retailers actually have to buy these comics to bring them in and it's it is a big sort of marketing thing we did a messages of the multiverse on this um based based off this really because a lot of people um for the their first uh journey to a comic book store will be because of free comic book day and that'll be why the hell not why they start and um it's always a good thing to do i highly recommend it because you can read a new book um sometimes even sometimes off something you would have seen on telly or films and it's just a good place to start, and a lot of them as well will be older books, not too old, like way, way, way back when, but like maybe released late, uh, earlier this year, like a freebie reprint. Yeah, and they will have, um, they'll be, you'll be able to carry on the story in your local comic book store. There, you can say, "Hey, do you have the number two? And they're like, we have two, three, and four, and five, and six is out next week. And you're like, "Oh, sweet." Um, so it's really, it's a really cool way to start um, so. free comic book day. Now, I just have to preference. Don't just go into your comic book store and pick up any comic book. 
we had people talk about that on the messages in multiverse because they tried that um no it's only the no, promotional ones it's the only ones they say on the top free comic book days so don't uh <laughs> so but, don't um, feel a bit too uh our local comic book store, we both live in manchester and our local comic book store is traveling man yeah and they we've managed to team up with them yeah they've been very awesome. kind to us um so happy about that we, thank you guys yes thank girls. you we're, geeks of all kind we we're, we're really pleased to be teaming with traveling man they've very kindly just agreed to put aside one of everything they get in for us which is you know is it at no small expense to them yeah there's so like 50 comic books yeah so we're going to do a oh. full month of reviews of maybe five or six at a yeah. time on pull or pass of all the free comic book books and um, we can only do that with the support of traveling man so we're incredibly grateful thank you for that they're at fordale street in manchester but they also have branches in leeds york and newcastle if you live around those areas yeah if you're, if you're uk based if you're not uk based when you have a visit over Come visit Manchester. It's a beautiful place. It's the best city in, che- in, uh, in the north. Maybe, che- maybe the country. I thought you were going to say the world, then I was like, oh, nice. Uh, I'm not... You're saying that over New Orleans. I thought that oh, was your dream place. Don't. I'm um, going to retire to New Orleans. See, Thanos had a retirement plan. That's another one of Rhodey's uh, great lines in the film. That was Even Thanos has a retirement plan, so yeah. Mark's got his to New Orleans. I'll probably retire to be and, Spider-Man. Um, you, you can... You can um, at... Travelling Man on Twitter at Travelling Man UK. Yeah, yeah. So and then you, ch- you can get their updates and stuff. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give them a follow as well because they're always keeping stuff going and it's it's nice. It's nice to get a conversation we, we, going as well. One we of always the big- got our comics from there anyway. Yeah. So we got chatting to them about Free Comic Books Day and it was cheekily nice, yeah. asked and they said that that was okay. So and that's impo- big love to Travelling Man. That's the important thing when you start going into a comic book store is building that relationship with the comic book store people behind there and like the owners and stuff like that. That's, you know, because they'll give you recommendations and it's, it's like visiting your friend every week if you go in every Wednesday for mm. your books and stuff like that or whenever you go in and just having a nice chit chat and it's it's that community it's a comic book community really um, because you know more and more people have been brought into this with the films and stuff like that and it's just it's a lovely community but let's just preview these books now because we've talked yeah well there's, talked, there's 51 of them and there's some gold and some silver Fraser can you, I, I don't really get the difference between gold and silver can you kind of explain why they're they're, they they're sort, graded like this they sort of do it it's a different system so some stores it'll, it'll be like price some of it will be pricing some of it as well will be like some stores will be like you're allowed two gold or three oh, okay. it's just a sort of way to differentiate and not just be like um here's all the here's all the comics um but it's interesting you say that because there are some comics that run silver that i was like mm, okay well, for, for but me, i wouldn't I'm... really call it a dampener that they're a lot, a lot of the ones I'm excited about are silvers. I didn't even really look at what was gold and what was silver. I just kind of noticed. Saw the comics, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say what I'm looking forward to, if that's all right with you. Yeah, of course. Um, Lady Mechanica looks fun. I like, um, I like steampunk, and that looks fun. Steampunk, steampunk comic. There's a Street Fighter one, which I'm looking forward to as well, because I like Street Fighter, simply. Uh, there's a 2000 AD one that I will definitely want to get my hands on and read because I it's 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 a team up with rebellion as well. Yeah, yeah, and 2000 AD is it's a phenomenon, and I love their their graphic novels, their their collected comics, but I I I find 2000 AD itself 
intimidating because you can't dip in. You either need to be subscribed or not. There's there's no real middle ground because all their stories are at different points and. Y- I, and I want to, and I love 2000 AD, but I've never actually really bought the the magazine itself, which I now know yeah. is a loss leader for the the sales they make on the collected comics. Ah, so um, and that's kind of sad, and I want to be more into 2000 AD. So maybe this is my path. This into is your that. gateway through. Yeah, maybe. Um, there's, yeah. there's. Uh, I love Buffy. I love I love Joss Whedon, and there's a welcome to there's the a welcome to the Whedon. That's the gold the one. I want. That's a really cool and like I wonder if it's a crossover, or just two separate stories. Either way, game for both. No, there's okay. a Jeff Lemire. There's um there's 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 um the uh, oh the the Black Hammer Black Hammer one Black the, Hammer the, one yeah, yeah yeah with the Stranger Things as well. It's Stranger, yeah, Stranger Things, things and Black, Black Hammer. Hammer yeah, I'd be interested to find out if it's the Stranger Things book we read because we've read. Potentially, we've read two of these gold comics because mm. the Thirteenth Doctor's on there. Yep. I think that is the one we've read. And yeah, the Stranger Things and Black Hammer one. Again, at first when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, is that a crossover?" But I think it's two separate stories. But that would be really cool, especially with the Black Hammer Justice League crossover coming soon. Um, that'd be cool to check out. Yeah, it was, um, there's also one called Ignition, which is a completely new universe being launched in this in that comic, which I think yeah, is great. Which is really and, cool. And you can start. You can definitely start from the beginning on that one which i i've always been a completist i like to start from the beginning and, yeah. and do it all which is easy. why i sometimes find stuff like like i was talking about with 2000 ad so intimidating and long-running stories intimidating because i want to know what happened from the very very beginning yeah you don't want to be like hey why am i missing out on information or like feel like you don't know here's something. a here's a fess up one as well as much as i've harped on about how brutal the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books were. Never actually read any. Really? Oh, so, so Casualty of War? Casualty of War, I'm yeah, looking forward to. Yeah, that was one I was looking forward to as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be great fun. Because they've done some really cool stuff in the Ninja Turtles comics, and I'm really looking... Ninja Turtles comics and Power Rangers comics are, like, my jam. I, I would like to read Ninja Turtles from the start, and I don't know whether that's actually... Oh, possible. like the 90s one. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah really the, dark, the black and white, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to read that. They look very much my kind of thing. Because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think it's their 35-year anniversary. Yeah, they've been around really insanely cool. long time. And this Casualty of War, I was going to put it on Polo Pass a while back, but I think we just missed the boat. There was something else, uh, an in, another indie book that was out, so I was like, well, I think we did that instead, and I was like, ah, it's okay. I'm so that's one of the reprints, is it? Yeah, yeah I think Brilliant. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with that. Are there any more you're particularly looking forward to? Because that's my list. Uh, there's a chunk. Obviously, the... Um, I'll go for smaller ones, and then that blatantly obvious one that I'm really oh, looking for, forward to. <laughs> yeah. Um, looking forward again to that Avengers one. Um, it's a new team. It's a new team. Like, Avengers recently had a new team put together. Yeah. And it'd be even more interesting because Endgame sort of led us more towards that team that we're getting. Um, I'm, like, I'm looking forward to the Pokemon one purely because that way we can do it. We can blag that. Oh, yeah. We get to watch Detective Pikachu and review it for the show. Well, we can do a quick review of Detective Pikachu. Oh, oh yeah, it's not going to be like an endgame one where we talk no. for an hour and whatever about it. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Dear Justice League one. I think that would be a nice set. Uh, they sort of done a lot of stuff with really? the Wonder comics. That was on my list of ones I'm dreading. Well, I've got three that I'm dreading. I knew, and that was one of I them. knew that wasn't your vibe, but that is very much my vibe because it's childlike. 
Uh, I imagine Casper is not one you're looking forward that to. That was either. also on my list. Yeah, I'm dreading. Um, to be fair, go on then. Pick the third one. Do you think you go pick fish. the third one? No. Really? No, the third one I'm dreading is uh, Superhero Ronaldo. Oh, yeah, no. I'm looking forward to that because it's interesting. Diabolical. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo, just for those that don't know, unfathomably is, bad. It looks is an incredible, like this famous soccer football player. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm not going to lie. That was my next one I was going to say I'm looking forward to. I, just out of pure intrigue. No. I like, got, I know it's probably not going to... It's going to be awful. But when I was younger... I'm almost so, looking forward to reading it so that I can slate it. Yeah. The, well, that's that counts in a way. In 2002, the FIFA World Cup was held in... Oh, where was it held in? It was held in, okay, I think, football. Asia oh. or something. No, no, because this is really interesting. So they did, like, an animated series, which was very similar to this. And it was these, like... Um, these Yeah, these cool, like, animations of, like, different... Um, it wasn't soccer players or football players. It was, oh, like, these characters. Bo something was in it. Bo knows he was in it. I and think, yeah, yeah, I think I've so. Seen it. it was and diabolical. I watched it when I was younger and it was a nostalgia thing for me and I really sort of enjoyed it. I'm just really intrigued to see how comics and football will work because this is going to be a cartoon as well, this Cristiano Ronaldo strike force. Yeah, obviously I'm not going to follow the thing but I'm just really intrigued. I'm just intrigued by it, really. There's a cool Star Wars book, you know, because Star Wars is comic smarts, like we've well established. We'll move on from that. We haven't got enough time to have this decision. <laughs> we've got five minutes, we've got to play I know. a song. I'm really looking forward to that. And obviously, the big one I'm looking forward to is the Spider-Man 1 book. It's setting up absolute carnage. You know, we're getting Miles, Peter in a book, and we're getting carnage in it. And we're probably going to see some of Venom as well. And it's all the writers who have been doing Spider-Man, all the writers who have been doing Venom, all teaming up together in this epic book that is free I amazing we have got a very interesting month I'm looking forward to mixing Definitely. up Paul or Pass for the next month and going through all of these comics one by like five at a time getting as many of them under the belt as we can and um, it's going to be oh, a fun month on Paul or Pass one more I should mention because uh, just to let out my weeb I should have finished with Spider-Man. That's the one I'm really looking forward to. But letting out the weeb in me, uh, My Hero Academia and The Promised Neverland are two animes that I've started watching. So reading them in comics would be interesting as well. But Spider-Man's the big one for me. But what are you geeks looking forward to? If you want, there's a if you type in free comic book day on the website, they've got the whole catalogue of all of them they're releasing. So check them out. Um, if you if you listen to this live and you went into your free comic book store or you just went into your free comic book store it went to your comic book store anyway and checked out free comic book day what did you pick up what yeah, books tell us we, which ones you chose what did you read and it'd be cool to hear that on the facebook group uh, on our twitter and on the youtube comment section below let us know what you picked up what you thought and what you're looking forward to us checking out uh, in this whole next month of polo pass so yeah the whole month of may is dedicated at least our polo pass is to getting through as much as free comic book day as we can so wish us luck it's going to be a lot of reading and we've had a jam-packed show today and it's yeah. coming to an end um, there's no more we've not even managed to make it to a third um, third segment I'm impressed we made it to the second segment no. considering we're talking about Endgame um, but we've, we're returning back to our usual format next yeah. week with the news something else something new will be back we'll have the uh, pull or pass we'll trade be start, off we'll be and the fourth segment yeah. the, the mysterious fourth segment mysterious fourth segment, segment will be back and yeah in pull or pass like we say we'll be starting that um, that crazy crazy free comment but day thing we've endeavoured ourselves with but that's it for Geek of the Week this week thank you so much for listening we've had a fab time we hope you have too and we'll see you next week on Geek of the Week Great Scott! 
It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.